0: I feel better now than I felt when I got here, and I felt pretty good when I got here, but I didn't know it was, uh, it was, uh, uh, it was Youth Sunday, but uh, I'm glad that I'm still young enough that they call me for Youth Sunday. Look in the mirror, and uh, the gray hairs are rolling in. I don't understand that. Uh, I told my wife yesterday, it looked like i have been in that touch of gray, but uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll let that one go, Brother Steve. Gospel of Mark chapter number four. I, we're going to preach this morning. Uh, uh, storm sailing with the Savior. Storm sailing with the Savior this morning. Gospel of Mark chapter number four. I'm I'm just uh, if I just told you what the Lord has done and how just in the last just little bit of time uh, the last couple of days um, and how I feel I, it, uh, it I, it's just easier just. It's better felt and told. I just tell you, the Lord's been good to us. Been good to us. This is a good place to be on a Sunday morning. I'm glad to be here with you all. But if you've got your Bibles, Mark chapter number five, 4, verse number 35. If you'd stand as we read just a few verses and for the reverence of the reading of the Word of God, please. Mark chapter number 4, verse number 35. And the Bible says, In the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Jesus speaking, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was, in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, careth thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? You may be seated. Heavenly Father, God, we want to thank you, Lord, this morning. We thank you, Lord, for how good you've been. God, I thank you, Lord, for how we feel, Lord, deep inside this morning. I thank you, Lord, for the spirit of God. Lord, I thank you for these fine people here this morning, the singing we heard, Lord, the word that we've heard. God, we just we don't want to be a hindrance this morning. God, I don't want to get in your way. I don't, uh, I'm don't. i not here to be seen. But God, I want to preach, Lord, exactly what you'd anoint us to preach this morning. Lord, I pray that you just use us as a vessel. God, that you'd fill us up and pour us out, God, for your glory and God, for the build, upbuilding of your kingdom here this morning, God. I pray, Lord, that you'd speak down to the hearts of men and women here this morning. God, you know the needs that they come in with. You know whether they'd be lost without you, God. You know whether they'd be hurting this morning, God. You know exactly where they're at this morning, God. And I pray, Lord, that you'd just Use us, Lord, as a vessel for a short period of time, Lord. We'll thank you and we'll praise you. We sure do appreciate you, Lord, and we, Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sail in the storm. With the Savior, and I I, I thought uh, we talk about storms a lot of times as Christians. We'll talk about storms, and we talk about mountains, and we use them as, in a sense, of spiritual allegories of how the things and the trials that we go through in life. And uh, I thought, as we look to these men, I I thought there's some important things about storms in our lives. And the Bible says that in verse number 36, the Bible says that it uh, they they took him. I'm sorry, rather verse number 37. There arose a great storm. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And I, I thought, sometimes, how quickly a storm can rise up in our lives. Sometimes, it, it, you, everything may be going, everything maybe went great in your life this week. Everything, you feel like you come up here up on the mountain, and I hope that you did. But I, And we need to thank the Lord. I thought, sometimes it's just good to get down and thank God for, Lord, I thank you for the strength that's in my legs this morning. God, I thank you that I woke up and I ain't sick this morning. God, I thank you for how I feel inside. You realize we need to be careful what we take for granted each and every day. The Bible says, Boast not thyself for tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. You don't know what awaits you tomorrow. You don't know the storm that awaits you tomorrow. We need to be thankful wherever we're at. But if you're in the storm today, maybe you come in and you ain't on the mountaintop. Maybe you're down in the valley. Maybe you've struggled. Maybe it's been a while. You've heard from the Savior. Maybe it's been a while since those the, he squeezed your heart and the, the juices begin to roll from your eyes. Maybe it's been a while since you just felt those hairs raise up on the back of your neck and just knew that you was in the presence of a holy God. Maybe you're in a storm this morning. I'd like to try to say so with the I'd like the Lord to lead us here and we'll, we'll try to point you to a few things that maybe help you in the middle of your storm now all storms ain't equal sometimes we get into storms of life and we get into situations and you realize uh, when you read the book of Jonah Jonah chapter number 1 you realize that Jonah was in the middle of a storm we find Jonah, God called Jonah to go to a city and he turned his back on the word of God Jonah turned his back and you see as soon as he turned his back you see what happened to Jonah when you think that you can turn your back on what God is calling you to do and go upward you're heading in the wrong direction as soon as Jonah turned the Bible said he went down to Tarshish. He went down into the ship. He went down into the halls of the ship. He continued to go down. He went, when that well got a hold of him, he took him down into the depths of the earth. You realize that that well took, until he, Jonah got out of himself and called out to God, he didn't, he got, he didn't get right in the right relationship with God. And maybe you're here this morning, you turned your back on what God has called you to do. The only way that you're going to get back with the Lord is to, hey, realize God ain't moved. God's the same place you left it, and the way you get, he said in First John chapter 1, he said if we would confess our sins, he is faithful and he's just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you turn your back on the Lord, how do I get back in a relationship? I gotta, he's faithful and just, if you would confess your sin unto God this morning. We say I want I want a right relationship with God. It's been so long since I had a since I've I've had I feel like I ain't been. Uh, you say I got knocked off the horse of COVID and I've just struggled, preacher. I ain't it just things ain't been the same. My family's not the same. My workplace, my children, and I, I thought I, I'm just I ain't got by it. Just I was doing things for the Lord. And I just, COVID just kind of knocked me down, and I I feel like I'm asleep spiritually. I feel like I'm just in a day, and maybe that's you this morning. But I tell you, the only way that you, you've got to get back to God You got how do I get to the hill of the Lord the Bible said in Psalm chapter 24 who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord he that hath clean hands and a pure heart who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity nor swarmed deceitfully. he shall receive the blessing from the Lord you want to get to where God's at we're not going to come with dirty hands you're not going to play around in sin Monday through Saturday come in on a Sunday and expect to see God move in a mighty way you've got to get it alone you've got to get away from the things as brother Joshua's teaching here this morning we can't live in we live in the world but we ain't of the world I go to work in this world but the way that they think the way that they believe ain't the same way that I believe the gods that they worship ain't the same god I worship but you know what the gods that they worship can't help them when they're in the storm but the god that I I worship he made the storm he's the master of the sea he's able to help me in my time of need you see what Jonah had, when Jonah, Jonah got into a storm, Jonah went there not because God led him into the storm, but Jonah went there because of sin and, and, and uh, his disbelief. And maybe you're in a storm today, I hope that you ain't in it because of sin. But if you are, the only way is to confess your sins unto God. To turn your back. Repentance is not, a, it's not a asking for I'm sorry and continuing in what you're doing, but a repentance is saying, God, I'm sorry and turning away from it. Have you turned away from it? How did you get into your storm? The Bible says here, they arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat in the ship, so that it was now full. We see that it went just from a little piece of time. They, went, they was in the ship. They, everything seemed fine. They got in the boat. Jesus is in the boat. Hey, number one thing I can give you, the best piece of advice I can give you in the middle of your storm, make sure that Jesus is in the boat. Get your eyes and make sure. Hey, hey! If you're getting, you're going to get married, young young children. You're going to get married. You're going to get it. You better make sure that Jesus is in the boat. Hey, when what was it? the first miracle Jesus did that we got recorded was the uh, marriage of the wedding of Cana, and the Bible said that He turned water into wine. You remember that? The Bible says that they invited Jesus to come. Make sure you invite Jesus to your marriage. You better make sure that, you, that Jesus is in the boat. The Bible said here not only did, was Jesus in the boat, but make sure, number two, realize that Jesus called them. He's the one that told them. We read here in verse, in verse number uh, 35, Jesus said, let us pass over unto the other side. Now, they wasn't going because they, they thought. They wasn't going because of what they, their hunch that they had, but they was going because God told them to go. So if you're in a storm this morning, make sure that God is leading you. So what do I do, Adam? I'm in a storm. I'm in a battle. I got that phone call this week. I'm struggling. I'm having problems with my children. Me and my wife, we don't have the relationship we once had. And hey, I I hear you. I feel you. The only way we can get there is by seeing what the Word of God's got to say about our lives. The the Word of God will show us. I, I thought the very first thing, what do we do? When the, the, we used to wear these bands I thought the first time I ever got that band Was at church camp And this church started that church camp When I was a kid and we had them bands Steve what did they say across them WWJD <laughs> What would Jesus do Hey you're in the middle of a storm Get your eyes and look and see what Jesus is doing Now what was Jesus doing When they got, when they got their eyes on Jesus What was Jesus doing He was asleep in the boat. Now, you say, Adam, you're telling me I'm in the middle of a storm. How can I sleep in the middle of a storm? How can I sleep through the middle? I'm, in a, I'm having a hard time. How in the world can I sleep? And I, I heard a story of a lady and her husband. They got on a ship to, to go across a journey. And as they got out and they got a, a, a couple hundred miles away from the seashore, horrible storm come rolling in and and the lady, she was terrified and the, uh, others were terrified, they was looking around and, but, but she looked and she looked and she noticed her husband, she looked at her husband and her husband seemed unchanged by the by the storms, he, he wasn't surprised he wasn't crying, he wasn't wringing, he wasn't holding his hands and wringing his hands back and forth but, and she said, honey, how in the world do you feel this way, seeing this storm and we don't know if we're going to make it and he said, he had a knife on his side and he took that knife and he Held it in his hand and he says, "Honey, does this scare you? If I hold it up to you, honey, does this?" And she said, "No, honey." He said, "Why does it not scare you?" He said, "She said because it's in your hand, honey, and I know you'll not harm me." He said, "It's the same way on this boat." He said, "I didn't. Hey, I, I didn't put us on this boat. I ain't in control in the boat. Jesus has got control of this ship. You realize you're in a storm and you got there. You didn't. You sin didn't put you there. God's brought you to it. God will bring you through it. You got to realize that God. We can sleep on." The the boat when we realized that I didn't get here on my own doing. Psalmist said in Psalm 121, I will lift up my eyes into the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the maker in heaven and earth. He, he that keepeth Israel will not slumber nor sleep. He that, he, he'll not, uh, he, he that keeps, he, he's the Lord, is he's my keeper. The Bible said in Psalm 121, but he's not slumbering and he's not asleep. You realize there's people all over this world and if, if uh, there's people all over this world, they're awake at all hours of the day and if he's able to see them and he's able to help them over in uh, Israel right now and he's able to help me all uh, through this day. He's able to hear my prayer. And he's able to see me. God ain't asleep. How can I rest? You know, you know that I'm in the boat and Jesus is in the boat with me. God, I'm in a storm in my life, but I know that you're here with me. There's peace in that. He said in Matthew chapter 11, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Come, uh, come! On. He, he said. He, he said, "Take my yoke upon me." You realize, J- Brother Josh was talking about that a little bit that, this morning. You realize when you yoke up with, uh, my my uncle, he had uh, he my my my, nev- my cousins rather. They had these farm animals, and they take these these uh, beasts, these cows. That uh, you know, a cow's pretty strong for for a fifty pound little girl. A two hundred pound cow's pr- do a lot to a fifty pound little girl. How do, you teach a, how do you teach a cow to walk around in a circle and teach him how to, or, or a lamb for that matter? You know what, my uncle, he had a yoke and he tied that cow up to a donkey and that donkey was much stronger than the cow was. Where the donkey went, the cow went. Where the, where the, when the donkey said we're going through the, through, out this gate, if the cow didn't want to go, he was going through the wall one way or the other. And you realize when I yoked up to Jesus, He's much stronger than I am. He's able to take... There's some things in my life and they ain't necessarily sinful. There's some things that come in my life and uh, He said in Hebrews chapter 12, I believe it is, He said, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and let us run with patience. The race is set before us looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross despising the shame. Looking unto Jesus. When you're yoked up with someone stronger than you are, realize that it's not it's not me that's doing the carrying here. I'm not the heavy lifter. I, I don't have to be... Me and Josh have always picked on each other a lot, and I'm going to let it go this time. I got one up on him. I'm going to let it go, Lord. Thank you. But I ain't doing the heavy lifting. As Brother Josh said, you, you know, it's a... I, you know, it's amazing how the Lord just syncs things together. It's a lot easier. You ever had to pick up a sack of 50-pound pot- sack of potatoes? You ever done that? You pick up a 50... It's kind of hard to get them up from, from down here up here, right? But it's real easy to pull it off a top shelf and let it come down. It's a lot easier for somebody to pull you down than it is for you to pick them up. We need to make sure that Jesus is in the boat. When we're doing something, we need to make sure that Jesus is the one that led us into something. Because it's real easy to get pulled down by those. Maybe we're trying to help in good intentions, but we need to be careful. Number two, make, we can sleep when Jesus is in the storm. Number, number two, what else did Jesus do in the middle of the storm? In verse number 39, the Bible, the Bible says, in, well, let me, let me back up there. I'm sorry, it's, it's too good not to share In verse number 38, the Bible says he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep. What was he sleeping on? He was sleeping on a pillow. Now we, we see that, and I think of serda and memory foam and all this stuff this wasn't Jesus wasn't sleeping on the memory foam, brother Mark he was the, 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 when you look at that, that pillow it was the same word it was the leather it was like a leather seat and what that seat was it wasn't a place to lay your head, but it was the place it was the place where the captain of the ship would sit Jesus was always he was on the boat and Jesus was always in control he was always behind the helm he was he was back there he was sitting exactly where he needed. Descent, but he was waiting for them to get their eyes on him. And what did they do? They said, they said, "Master, carest thou not that we perish." And the Bible says in verse thirty-nine that he arose and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, "Peace be still." Now you look, look here what Jesus did. That Jesus didn't he didn't speak to them, but he spoke to the storm. You say, oh, I'm good at this, preacher. I'm good at speaking. Oh, you, you tell me i got to speak. I'm good at speaking. I'm good at, hey, I'll vent it out. I can tell everybody about what the, what's been happening in my storm. I can, t- you, Jesus didn't speak. Hey, he didn't speak my words. He didn't speak Adam Lowe's. He, he spoke his words. And you realize you come into a storm. We want to see what everybody else has got to say about all our problems. We want to tell everybody about all our problems. But the thing we got to do in the midst of our problems, we got to see what God's Word says. Says about our problem. My words ain't going to help you in the middle of your problem. But the word of God never fails. His word is high. And, hey, he is holy and lifted up. You can't separate the word of God from God himself. He is the word. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory. He is the word. I want to see what God's got to say about my life. He's <laughs> He that keeps these never going to sleep. I like that. He, he that uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I, I like that. He, he, I got one that he wrote just for me. He said, Lo, I'll go with you all the way. Lo's like my last name. He's going with me. All the way. I'll never leave nor forsake you. I like it. I like, I like what the Lord's got to say. You realize my you can go to whoever, you can go to the best doctor and they can, they can give whatever, but they cannot help you like the Word of God can help you. But oftentimes we wait, the, the, we wait, and the, the storm has risen, the waves is up, the, and here they are, and the, the water has already filled up the boat. They're, they're trying to bail out the sea. We try to do everything with the work of our own hands. We try to run as far as we can and see what we can do ourselves. And all that we're doing is we're getting deeper and deeper in the middle of the storm until we look and surrender to the Savior and say, "Jesus, I can't do it. I can't do it. God, I've tried to help I've tried to help my family. I can't do it. But you can. Master, cares thou not that we perish? He stood up and he, when he spoke, he did a couple of things. He rebuked the sea, and then, then he said, Peace be still. We want the love doctrine, we want the hope, the joy, the prosperity, we want all that stuff, but we want to skip the re- You realize that you can't, you can't be blessed till you're broken, you can't be saved until you're lost. You've we got we to got, you realize you're a sinner until you're going to be saved. Say, I don't like that preacher. I just like a sweet doctor, and I don't like that salty stuff. <laughs> it hurts. The word of God is quick, it's powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. You know That same sword that cuts, it, it's the same sword that you, you realize you've got sin in your life. I can put a band-Aid over, it, but it's just going to fester up, it's going to get worse and worse. It's going to spread through my body. But if I got sin in my life, I can bring it unto Jesus. He can cut it out, and with the same sword that he cut it, he can heat it up in the fire and he can heal me he's the only one he's the only one how about you Are you in the storm this morning look to Jesus look to Jesus see what his words got to say about your life see what his words got to say it's good to, it's good to, it, it, this is the best place you can be on a Sunday morning it's a very, it, this is godly it's a commandment of God. He said, let us come into the house. We're, we're to come in here with praise on our lips. We're to come in with, in certain ways. And it, this is what you're supposed to be doing this morning. But you realize it, you, it don't stop right here. This same book that, the, that the, uh, Pastor Tom and pa- uh, Pastor Josh, your, te- your great teacher, and, and Grandma's got, this same book that's good for them is good for you. It's profitable. Profitable for doctrine, for reproof. Peace be still, and the wind cease. You see, immediately when he speaks, things happen. We see that the word of God. He he was telling them this same this very same day. The Bible's Bible said in verse number twenty six. I didn't read it in your hearing, but he talked about that that growing seed. The kingdom of God is as a man cast seed on the ground the kingdom of God it, it wrote, he said now here look I'm, just look with me just for a second in Matthew chapter 4 verse 26 he said the kingdom of God is as a man cast seed into the ground now the man's responsibility was to cast the seed into the ground what is the ground he, he told us earlier in the chapter that he said in the end of the verse number 30, 30 uh, 15 rather he taketh away the word that was sown into the hearts the heart is the picture of the ground the ground is a picture of the heart what is the what, it, what was the seed that was sown we see in verse number 14 of this chapter the Seed was the word of God. The word of God. So what is what is man for the kingdom of God? In verse number twenty six, the kingdom of God, if, if for it to grow. In verse number twenty seven, we see that the man he sleeps and he rises the, the, that night, that day, and the seed would spring up and grow up, and he knoweth not how. You realize uh, we put something in the ground. I can plant seed, but I cannot make it grow. I'll go to sleep tonight. I can water it. I can do this. I cannot control the growth of that 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 seed, and I can't I can't make it. Uh, 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 to uh, pollinate, I can't make it German. I can't do all those things. But you realize that God can. What is the responsibility of the Church of God? The responsibility, the Kingdom of God. The responsibility is for men to cast the seed, and that and that does not exclude women. Men and women to cast the seed, to cast and to spread the gospel, to spread the word of God. What is our responsibility here this morning at Roxalina Gospel Town? It's to share with you the gospel of God that Jesus Christ loves you. He can. He condemns sin in the flesh. He can. He commendeth his love towards you that while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. He rose again the third day to give you eternal life. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. You want heaven? You want heaven for you? You want heaven for your family? You've got to grasp eternal life and it's the word, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. The seed, the word of God. It's the seed. I, a man, My requirement Pretty little when you think about it that way. We can come here. We can do programs. We can see. You realize when uh, you realize when when Satan tempted uh, God, and, and you say, "Well, uh, uh, temptation that must not be a thing of God." Well, you say God doesn't tempt. Well, God doesn't tempt with evil. You're right there, but the Bible says in Matthew chapter four that after in Je- you remember Matthew three, Jesus was baptized. And the holy, the holy spirit come down into baptism and lighted upon him as a dove. Matthew chapter four, the Bible says it started out. He said that the holy spirit, the spirit of God. led... Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted forty days and forty nights. The Spirit of God will lead you into temptation. He's going to prove you. He's going to see how you come out. He's he's taking you like a into the fire. You say, why is he doing this in my life? Sometimes he's trying to do it because he's trying to help you grow. You realize as a as a as, as a tree as a branch. There's sometimes that you got branches in your life that ain't bringing forth fruit. I got tomato plants and you know what? I got to rip out those suckers. That sucker when I rip it from that tomato plant, it creates a wound that hurts the plant but it, it's what the plant needs to grow God is sometimes he, he reaches in as the gardener He comes down and He does a removing job in your life He's trying to cut you because He's trying to grow you why else do I go through these storms Adam why else do I I like it, what He said in verse number 36 He said that they'd sent Him the way the multitude and took Him even as, as He was at the ship here it is the verse, last part of that verse 36 and there were also with Him other little ships Sometimes there's some little ships that's going through the storm with us. We're responsible for how we endure the storm. You know, I'm respons- we don't know how many little ships that our lives affect. Mommies and daddies, grandpas, uncles, aunts, listen up here. There's a lot of little ships that's watching you. And when you come into a storm tomorrow, there's a lot of little, little ships, little eyes looking up to you to see what you do with Jesus on the boat. You can keep trying to sh- uh, shell out the water with your own bucket and all that you can do, you can run to every doctor or you can say, you know what, young'un? Come here, let's get toga- together. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's take us to God and whatever He says, we're good with it. How are we going to help these little ships? We got... It's, we got a big weight. You know, I, got, I work for the government. I got, uh, I've got six employees, and that's a weight. It is, it's a weight when you're, when you're supervising individuals and you're responsible for their families and their lives. But, you know, my, my biggest weight, even, even bigger, even my biggest weight when I come home and I, I've got a wife and I've got two little baby boys. That's a very huge weight in my life. Mommies and daddies, it's real important that we realize the weight and the responsibility that God has blessed us with. We've got a great responsibility to raise our children up. These little ships are watching us and how we deal with the storms in our lives. We're soon to close. I, I say, how, how do I deal with the storms in my life? I can sleep through the storms when I know that God's in control. I can... I can speak to the storms, and not, I'm not speaking my words. How did Christ speak to? to how did Christ speak to Satan? And when he was tempted, he spoke the word of God. Satan tempted him; he spoke the word of God. The second time Satan tempted him, you know what Satan did? He took a psalm, he misused, it, he construed it, he he tried to twist it psalm. And you know what Jesus answered him? He spoke the word of God three times. When Jesus responded, he responded out, uh, with direct quotes out of the book of Deuteronomy three times. Every time that Jesus spoke, it was a direct quote. From But when Satan tried to tempt him, you see, say, oh, I get in a storm and I'm just going to turn on my gospel music and, hey, we're going to come through this. Gospel music's great. Amazing grace is great. I love it. But you realize when you're in the middle of the storm, you don't need amazing grace. You need the word of God in your life. You need to see what God's got to say. A good gospel song will help you. I'm not not knocking good gospel songs, but a song is not, hey, the song is in the words. And the words ought to be built on the words. Adam, you said he was about done. What do you, Let's finish up here. We can sleep. We can speak. Let's flip over to Mark chapter number six. That, that was the Sea of Galilee, and the Bible says that uh, that, that sea, we, we read about that sea of Galilee, and we know that it was prone to storms. But here in Mark chapter 6, and well, uh, and let's see here, verse number. I think we can pick up on uh Verse number 46. Here the disciples go again. The next recording of their time on the Sea of Galilee. I keep entering these storms, Tom. I think I'm going to stay away from Galilee if I could. Hey, there's a message in that. But they went because the Lord called them to go. Okay? The Bible said he sent them away. Jesus, this is Jesus. He had sent him away, verse number 46. He departed in a mountain to pray. When evening was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea. And he alone on the land, and he saw them toiling and rowing, and the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled, and immediately he talked with them and said unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. You say, what else can we do in the middle of our sea? We we read in, in the book of Matthew, the Bible says that Peter. We 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 like to go here, and we like to blame Peter. Peter saw Jesus walking on the sea, and he said, "Lord, if it be Thou, bid me to come." And Jesus said, "Come." Jesus got out of the boat. You realize some things we can do, and there's some times that we got to sleep through the storm. There's some times where we got to speak to the storm, but there's sometimes you just got to get out, step, and walk through the storm. There's times where we got we look for God to always. Of this big thing out of our lives, but sometimes God's just calling us to walk through it. God ca- you, you don't realize how valuable that anchor is until you got the storm. Sometimes we got to realize what's on the board with us. We got to look to Jesus and say, "Jesus, if that's you, I'm a coming." We got to walk. Sometimes we got to step out. Sometimes that means stepping out of your comfort zone. Maybe, maybe you're in the middle of a storm. Maybe spiritually you're in the middle of a storm, and God's called you to do a ministry, and you say, "I can't do it." Can't do it, and you found yourself in the middle of a storm. Everything was peaches peaches and cream. Everything was great. God called you to do a work, and you said, I'm not doing it. And here, all of a sudden, you're in the middle of a storm. Get your eyes upon the Savior. I'd like to walk on water. One day, I'm going to believe I'm going to get to. You realize there's a few things, I, I, and, I, and I, I ain't never walked on water. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can see a few things that Peter did here to walk on the water. First, now when when the storm was going on, the first time Jesus he got up from the he was laying on the pillow, he got up, he spoke, he rebuked the sea, he spoke to the storm, the wind ceased. They said, Winds in the sea, obey him. How marvelous. They marveled. This time, here that Jesus is walking on the sea, they look, they're terrified. They see, they think it's a spirit. They don't know. They say, Lord, if it's you, they don't even know that it's Christ. And Jesus doesn't stop the storm. When Peter got out of the boat, the storm was still going on. So when he walked on the water, even though the storm was going on around him, you know what he did? He got his eyes on Jesus. You, you want to walk on water? The, number one, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to see Jesus in the storm. You got to get your eyes on the Lord in the storm. Sometimes there's some things in your life you got to go through, and you just got. First thing you got to do is get your eyes on the Lord. Number number two, you got to obey whatever He tells you to do. The the command was simple. Come, Peter got out of the boat. He came. Number three, don't be intimidated by the storm. Number four, don't 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 look to what everybody else in the boat's doing. Yeah, I I I used to. uh, I was a youth pastor there for a while, and I, I thought I'd, I'd ask my, my class, I'd ask my children, I said, what? I, I talked to them about going to the altar and being able to pray and stuff, and they, they said they like you know, they, they like coming to the altar. They like praying. I said, well, what, what, is the, what is the hardest part about coming to the altar? And they said, everybody else in the room. Everybody else in the room. Don't let everybody, what everybody else in the ship's doing control your relationship between you and the Savior. Get your eyes upon the Lord. Every storm ain't the same, but believe believe <laughs> what's impossible with man is possible with god there's some things there's some storms I, sometimes I struggle to tell some of the things the lord's done for me because i don't want to but God has done some wonderful things in my life and, and I know he's done some wonderful things in your life I ask god to I ask God to give me a job and uh, uh, it's never been done before in the government. Never. Ever. And you know government, and you don't change government. But when they posted the job, Brother Tom, they, they posted it like they, 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 they always posted it in one building. You had to sit in that building, it was eight hours away from where I live. And I, asked, I asked God for that job. It had never been done before. I, the bad thing was, Brother Tom, I asked him for it, I was praying about it. And my wife had more faith than I did. I'm serious. She said, He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. I said, Lord, Lindsay, it ain't never been done. Ain't never been done before. Job come out, they got an interview, it was horrible. A couple weeks went by. I said, I said, it's it. They would have done call for the second one. It's over. They called, said, We had some delays in the process. Would you like to we would like to interview the second round? Long story short, Lord gave me a job, it ain't never been done before. God is God. You say I, I've had I've had so many people that I've heard in the in the church at God come up and they said, you know what? I, I went to the doctor and he saw this spot on my liver and he, he said it was cancer. We got up here, we prayed about it. We I was anointed. I, I took it to the Lord and I went back to the doctor again. They said they couldn't find it. Some of that's happened to y'all too, in this church. They got their eyes off of what everybody else in the boat, they got their eyes off the storm and they got their eyes on Jesus. We get our eyes off, the, off the, what the world's doing, get our eyes on what the Lord can do and we can get what the Lord can give. You know what Je- Jesus said? He said, be of good cheer. I love this. He said, it is I. And that word, that's a, I, I, I'll mess it up, but it, it's me something. I, I, don't, I, can't, I can't pronounce the Greek, but what, those words, it is I, it's the same It's the same few words that's used every time you see the words "I am." I am, and what Jesus said, He said, "I'm." Yes, I. It is me. It's the I am. I'm out here in the middle of your storm. I'm still in control. There ain't nothing changed. These waves may be high. I'm much bigger than the wave. You say, God, are you able to deliver me from this storm? He says, I am. God, are you able to take care of me and my family? I am able to do that. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. But you've got to come to Jesus. In the middle of your storm. I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know where your heart's at. I'm going to ask as they come get us a song. I don't know where you're at in your relationship. Hey, if number one, the most important thing is if Jesus ain't on your boat, if you're you're here this morning and you ain't saved, you you ain't come and confessed your sins unto God and asked Him to save your soul, the number one most important thing here is that you meet God this morning. He's here this morning to save you. You say, God, are you able to look over my past and to save me despite of who I am? He says, I am. God, are you able to love me in spite of how I've treated or how I've done? He says, I am. He's able. When Moses come up to the mountain, he said, I am that I am. Kicked off his shoes because the place he stood on was holy ground. You realize if God is calling you here this morning, this is holy ground you realize that the Holy Spirit of God is speaking to you right now, that ain't indigestion, it ain't the coffee talking, that's the Holy Spirit of God this morning. If He's speaking to your heart this morning, that is precious. It's the most valuable, most important voice that you're ever going to hear is when the Lord speaks to your heart. And if He's calling you this morning, I ask that you come out. You, you come and accept Him as your personal Savior. You're, if He's calling you a child of God this morning, you're in the middle of a storm, you've been struggling with, you say, i got my eyes off the Lord. I'm just struggling. I've had a hard time bouncing back to my ministry after COVID. I've had, my family's struggling. I need help. You, you come up. You, God is able to help you this morning. But you've got to get your eyes on Him. You know what I love to do, about as much as eating. You know what I love to do is sleeping. And the only way I can sleep, when I know God's in control, and I'm going off the Word of God, not not just what Doctor Field told me about my own life. His words sound good for about ten minutes, till you put them into practice, and it, it, it just don't work. The Word of God is able to help me this morning. It's everlasting. It's, it's established this morning. Whatever you need, here's this morning. Please stand. It's, if you need, to, you need to do business with the Lord. Please come this morning. Move this morning, please. Child of God, sinner, lost soul, you need to sa- get saved this morning. It's a good opportunity. He's able to do it.